Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission on a most historical day. It is November 3rd, 2020. This is a very special day for a lot of reasons, um, but uh, none uh, more than in our own lifetimes about the challenges we have in our country, and this is General Election Day. And so we're going to take that kind of leap into politics here today. Um, uh, maybe a leap we never want to take again, but um, <laughs> Marion Crable, um, going to throw you under the bus, and Kim Turley, going to throw you under oh, the bus great. here today. No, it's, it's good that we can feel the love. Yes. <laughs> Marion our Director of Supportive Services. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning. And Kim is Director of Volunteers Events and uh, Media Relations, and good morning. Good morning. Yeah, so it is. Um, nobody doesn't know, even probably a lot of people we work with, um, that this is a very important day today. And when I say a lot of people we work with that you know have other issues going on in their life than thinking about a national election, maybe they're uh, living in a car right now, they may be under a bridge uh, in a tent somewhere, homeless shelter here in Topeka, um, but everybody knows mm-hmm. that there is a general election, which means a whole lot of changes may be coming. Yeah. Um, there's been a whole lot of investment put into trying to get where we are today. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that maybe just kind of go into this. I said we were talking about politics. We're, <laughs> we're Obviously, we're apolitical here, <laughs> even though we're not, but we are apolitical. Um, but this is a challenging time, mm-hmm. um, not just because of an election. But because of other stuff. Right. This has been a year. This is a historical year. We don't want to see this happen again. No, we don't. And what, what does that actually mean? You know, that this year has been so powerful for us, all of us, you know, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's the unrest all over the country, whether it's an election year that seems bigger than the rest, you know, all of those things. It 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 I think what it has shown me is that I have lived a very protected life Mm. in America, Mm. you know, where this kind of thing is so striking, right? That, that it isn't like, Oh, okay, here we go again. Right. Other than this year, we've said, here we go again, like almost every month. Um, But it isn't like we have something to draw from to know kind of how, how we walk through this. Well, for people who already experience hardships in their life, yeah. um, they're not necessarily living in a third world country, but they do kind of resemble third world country with their poverty. Yes. In America, this has taken them by surprise as well. Yes. This has added a whole nother burden sure. uh, into their lives uh, with uncertainties, quarantines, isolations, mm-hmm. uh, the fear of going into a shelter right. um, because of COVID. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly, we think about the person that's not experiencing homelessness, mm-hmm. you know, our volunteers mm-hmm. Kim, sure. have been very challenged by, is this okay Oh yeah. Um, to help us out? But we still had them come along, haven't we? We did. We had the right people at the right time. Yeah. So. Not that the people who stayed home aren't the right people, but no. in this season, yeah. it's been wise for them to stay home, but we've had other people step up to the plate and, yeah. and just that whole balancing thing. But, you know, I'm thinking about um, September 11th when America was attacked mm-hmm. and how we, through that adversity, came together. That's not happened with this attack, mm-hmm. with coronavirus. Right. It's almost been the opposite. Uh, there's been so many other issues that have mm-hmm. really divided us or exposed our division. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and today, um, as we're looking at a national election, a changing of the guard or the keeping of the guard um, in our House, our Senate, uh, and our president, um, a, even on local levels, this is a very crucial time in America. It is. It is. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know, Barry. What does that mean? I mean, it's almost like that's the problem. If we knew what it might mean, I think we would start to adapt regardless, right? But we don't know what, whatever the result is, what that might mean for us. You know, I've had uh, over the years, been quite a few now here at the mission, I've had different um, uh, opportunities or um, different people that will come to me that are from one political persuasion or another or even non-political um, from one faith persuasion or another or whatever that feel like this is what we need to do to run the mission differently. Mm-hmm. We need to take a, a blue approach or a red approach. Mm or a conservative Christian approach, or a liberal Christian approach, or maybe a different religion approach, and those kind of things. So there's been a lot of that. And I remember having a conversation with one person one time. I said, you know, if you want to volunteer here, uh, the person who's standing in line, hungry, waiting for food, doesn't care about your politics, Mm -hmm. doesn't care about your religion. Mm -hmm. They just are hoping by the time they get up to the serving line, that whoever's serving is all getting along together mm-hmm. and not fighting each other mm-hmm. because their need is crucial. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot more of that today. Um, and the mm-hmm. folks who are really hurting um, are tired of the fight. Yeah. They got their own fight. They don't want the people who are trying to help them fighting each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how do we look at this? What, what can we say in the midst of this polarization that is occurring. I said I was going to throw you guys under the bus. I'm throwing you the hard questions here. But what can we say in regards to a nation that is dangerously becoming polarized uh, in, re- in, in regards to the health of the nation, the stability of the nation, and also for those who are suffering? Well, I'm not sure it matters what we say, but I know what we can do. Yeah. We can love the person in front of uh-huh. us, regardless who that is regardless whether they are somebody that is coming to us for assistance or whether they are someone who disagrees greatly with either me personally or with what the mission does or how we do it, we can love the person in front of us. Yeah. What if they disagree with you, Miriam? What, what, what if they're taking a different political position? Or what if they, what if they don't like your Jesus? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, isn't that, isn't that the hard one? If they don't, like my Jesus, then I still just have to represent Jesus, right? He had lots of people come up against him that didn't like him or that were afraid of what he stood for or what he might bring or what might happen. And yet he just loved the one in front of him. And he accepted that they were who they were and he loved them anyway. I can say those words easily. Mm-hmm. Acting that out when someone's in front of me being hostile or confrontational or, heaven forbid, talking about my Jesus, um, who I love dearly, right? Mm-hmm. That it's easier. My words are easier to say than they are to turn into action. Mm-hmm. That's a good distinction there between what we say and what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's easy to say it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to say it, yeah. But it's a whole lot harder to do it. Absolutely, but we have to, don't we? I mean, yeah. isn't that what we're called to do? We are called very clearly to do that mm-hmm. and to lay down our lives mm-hmm. and to turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. Oh, ouch! 
You know? I know. Yeah. How many cheeks do you got? You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> <laughs> to turn because there is that much challenge today. Yeah. Yeah. Kim, um, <laughs> Colton is how old now? Three and a half. You had to think. <laughs> I did. For some reason, like, I had that conversation in my head last night. I was like, I'm pretty sure I told somebody four the other day. I'm like, no, I shouldn't make them older than they're hey, looking is. forward. You know, yeah. you know, um, you'd do anything to defend him. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what? You know, kind of putting it in this. You mm-hmm. know, Miriam's talking about Jesus. We're talking about Colton. Mm-hmm. You know, family members. Jesus is our family member. Mm-hmm. You know, we are part of the family of God. Uh, we've been engrafted in. How hard would it be if somebody was saying negative things about Colton? Really hard. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, just putting in retrospect, like it's talking about even if it was just any of your family, you know, how hard it is to defend them and in the right times and how to say it appropriately. And, and, but then in this day and age, anything you say or do offend somebody in some shape, way or form, we know that very well around here. Um, but it's just, you know, I just sitting here thinking, and you're just, you guys are just talking about everything, what we're looking forward to, and everyone just talking about, like, well, what happens if this happens? It's like, well, you need to be talking to people. It's like, what are you putting your hope in, though? Um, if you're putting your hope in our president, if you're putting our hope in the politicians, yeah, you're going to get let down. I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Regardless of who it is. Yeah, regardless mm-hmm. of who it is. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. Um, and so then... So with someone talking bad about your Jesus, but you just got to remember, it's like their hope's in something else too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe it's just talking to them is like, well, what is your hope in? And talking them through that too. And kind of understanding what their thought process is because they may not know who Jesus really is. Right. They've had bad experiences, the trauma in their life, um, the church hurt them because mm-hmm. it happens to a lot of individuals. Um, denominations put aside, um, just talking through their life experiences with them. Um, even though they may be really tearing you down at that time. Um, I don't know. It's like, love your enemies. God tells us to do that all the time. I mean, just yeah. pray through it. This is what's so hard about all of this is that our nature really does not line up no. with the teachings of Christ. Right. Um, and so we want them to line up with what he says, but to actually have them line up Mm -hmm. and to by faith go and do what he's asked us to do. Um, That's a hard, hard thing. And, and, and so the church today Mm -hmm. has capitulated to some degree into what comes natural Mm -hmm. uh, in the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. And is it helping? Not much. I don't think so. (laughs) Not much. And so, uh, you know, Jesus confounded the people that were in his day. Uh, he confounds us today by this higher truth, this, this more of a, the beatitude um, that we're supposed to have. And unless we go that direction, um, we are going to suffer the consequences of our nature. Mm-hmm. And our country right now seems to be very much exhibiting a fallen nature. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and maybe it's kind of interesting for me to think about. So is this the place we had to get before we, particularly as Americans, mm-hmm. really turned back to Jesus? Mm-hmm. Right. Is this what need, is this, is this what would bring about this revival and look, because we, we can't see hope anywhere else. Mm-hmm. We can't see it within ourselves. We, we're talking right now about how difficult everything is. You know, is this 
the impetus that will take us toward what we, where we know our hope is, mm-hmm. where we know there is truth and where we know there is strength mm-hmm. um, and where we finally then recognize who's really in control mm-hmm. because we are losing control over everything. Mm-hmm. It feels that way, like we're losing control, but we still have the opportunity to be in control in what we put our hope in, mm-hmm. right? And if we can go there, and maybe this is what it took. You know, some mm-hmm. I had to learn hard lessons with my mom and dad because, you know, I couldn't just, like, listen. <laughs> Normal normal kid, huh? Heaven heaven (laughs) forbid that I would have just listened straight out. No, I had to learn hard lessons, and maybe this is a hard lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, we're we're going through some very hard lessons right now, and we're not sure how we're going to come out on the other end of this. We really aren't. We're not sure at the end of this day if we'll know who our next president is. We're not sure if we'll know next week or next month even. Mm -hmm. Um, But what do we know? And I think that's where it's going to be important. When we we don't have security – is there any security? Yes, there is. Sure. And that is in the fact, and it's not just an idea, mm-hmm. it is a truth and a reality because we've experienced it, and that is that God is there with us, mm-hmm. never leaving us or forsaking us, and his love is immeasurable, and he has a way to help us navigate through uncertainties. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people come to the rescue mission, and their life is shambles right. um, for all kinds of different reasons, and when they come and they hear about the Lord and they see him in action, it begins to take all of the trauma, all the things that have happened in their lives and begins to not necessarily make sense of it all, but gives them hope to navigate through it and out of it Mm -hmm. in the future. And that's really, I think, what we're talking about here. Right. Talking about a nation that's in trauma. Right. Yeah. And we're looking to certain people and God ordained a system, but we're looking them to be our God (laughs) and they're not going to be. I was actually sitting here this whole time is I've actually seen several posts, people saying that the president, like relating the two. And it's like, no, the president is not future, current, whatever. I mean, they're not our Jesus Mm -mm. and we cannot compare that. Like you're gonna, you're going to be disappointed severely. You make mistakes. Yes. We're human. They're humans. And so, yes, I've actually, you've, it's like exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and I think that's where we're going. So, but at the same time, we're to honor those positions. Exactly. Right. Um, God uh, has very much uh, made that clear in many different places, Book of Romans being one of them, that we're to pray for those in authority. Yes, we yes. are to honor those in authority positions and, and really uh, do everything we can. Whoever becomes the next person mm-hmm. that's going to hold a particular office, knowing it's temporary. Mm-hmm. But to honor them in that, we don't do that very well. No, we don't. And it makes the job really hard for them to do. Um, And so then people draw up their natural sides and they go to war. So that's so interesting. So how do you pray for someone you disagree with then? Mm -hmm. Right? How do you pray for the president if that person is not in line with your thinking? I think the only way you can do that is to understand that in the bigger picture that we don't have, but God does, he allows or ordains or some mixture there in between mm-hmm. that this person is going to get this job, mm-hmm. even though they don't line up with what I believe is the right person for the job. Right. They still got the job. Mm-hmm. And so to go and, and, and try to tear them down, mm-hmm. um, especially after they got the job, yes. you know, isn't any good. No. It really doesn't. It creates more of that war. Right. But to honor that person, that position – 
and maybe pray them out, you know, mm-hmm. when the time comes, mm-hmm. but to pray for them because they've got a job to do. Yeah. A hard job. A hard job. A hard job. Uh, you know, I'm always so struck by how each and every president ages oh, yeah. when they're in office. Mm-hmm. And I just think, oh my goodness, the stress they must be under. You know, it's easy to be kind of a sideline quarterback and be able to say what they do right or what they don't do right or all of that. But I look at how they age and I just think, oh, my goodness, the stress on them is great. Lord be with them. The leader right? the leader of the most powerful nation in the world has yes. got all the pressure on them. Yes. But, you know, even breaking it down, so do the people in Congress, so do the people right. in our yep. state legislature, so do the people in our county commission and our city council and our right. mayor and people at work. All of these folks are here to serve. Right. And sometimes that gets a little twisted around in regards to the pressure that gets put on them about who wants them to do something for them. Right. But nevertheless, they didn't go in this to self-serve. Mm-hmm. They came in to public serve. Mm-hmm. And that can get twisted around where it becomes self-serve mm-hmm. and can serve just a constituency that's going to keep them in office. And that's where it really gets goofy. But still they're in that office. And God's um, commission to us is to honor them in that position. Right. Don't agree with them necessarily. You don't have to celebrate their wrong thoughts or their wrong <laughs> right. actions and go, ooh, I really agree with that position. No, yes. when you don't. But to honor it anyway and to maybe serve them. You know, I look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Appendigo. I look at Daniel. They were serving a wicked king, mm-hmm. and they were exemplary in their service mm-hmm. to the degree that the king and their political system, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, wanted them to do the ultimate, and that was to worship the idol mm-hmm. that that kingdom stand, stood for. They said, we can do all this other stuff, but we can't do that. Mm-hmm. So there is a limit. And so basically they were said, okay, if you don't do this, uh, one's going to go into a lion's den and the other three are going to go into a fire furnace. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, okay, God's going to be with us one way or the other. We know in the case of Daniel, they shut the lion's mouths, you know, can only imagine what that would have been like. (laughs) (laughs) And Shadrach, Meshach, and Appendigo went into a fiery furnace and they said, hey, we're coming out on the other end of this. But even if we don't. We're still coming out on the other end of this. In other words, what they were saying, even if the fire consumes us, we will not be consumed. Right. How can we get to that place to serve in that regard? And so what happened in both of those situations, the faithful servant of God who would not compromise but yet honored the wicked person in the position that they were in. That's where it's a real paradox. So we're going to honor the position of the, of the person that's in it but we're not going to compromise on what we believe or do what we shouldn't do. And they paid a price for it. But on the other end, there was a revival that broke out with the unbeliever and the system began to change Mm -hmm. because of that faithfulness. Where do we have Daniels today? Where do we have Shadrach, Meshach, and Appendigos today? Where do we have people that won't join into the division, the dysfunction, the dangerous place that we're in and be able to serve the leader and lead the leader mm-hmm. into a place of greater service. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to pray for those kind of people. Absolutely. And they're there. God mm-hmm. has placed them. He hasn't forsaken America. Right. He hasn't forsaken the world. He, I always say, and, and some people can raise their eyebrows when I say it, God's insane. <laughs> he really is nuts. <laughs> to love me. 
mm-hmm. to love me, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. love me to the degree that he loved me so much that he gave his only son, Jesus, mm-hmm. and yes. allowed Jesus not only to die on a cross, but to take my sins on himself yeah. that would hold me blameless for what a rotten person I am. Mm-hmm. That's insanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a good insanity because mm-hmm. none of us could be that crazy. Right. But God's that crazy in love with us. He's that insanely in love with us yeah. to go that far. So if he's going to go that far, what's holding him back from helping us to navigate through all of this? Right. Nothing. Nothing at <laughs> all. Nothing. So I'm doing most of the talking here. <laughs> no, that's fine. Because <laughs> yeah, um, at least you're not asking us hard questions, right? <laughs> no. no I, I kind of already asked you some hard questions, but I think we're all asking ourselves a hard question. Yeah, oh, I think so too. What does this mean in light of everything that we've been seeing on TV, hearing on the radio, reading the newspaper, we've been having conversations at the coffee shop um, in regards to the division disparity that we've seen in the midst of a global pandemic? in the midst of an economic um, collapse in so many people's lives, in the midst of so much hunger right. and the potential of things getting so out of hand, how do we come back around to the place where God can use this mm-hmm. to help us each and individually be a Shadrach, a Meshach, a Pendigo, or a Daniel right. mm-hmm. in this day in spite of the opposition mm-hmm. that that may produce? Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening today, um, which is Election Day, November 3rd, or you're listening afterwards, God's calling you potentially to be one of those. God is calling you to um, possibly serve, maybe not on a national level, but maybe on a local level. Maybe serve your school board president. Uh, Serve those who are in leadership. God has created an incredible system here that we haven't done real well with, but it's still a system that God ordained and he created in order that it would function in orderliness of government for the protection and the good of us. But also he's called people to help guide that, not to oppose it, not to drag people down, but to be a godly influence in their lives, to serve the leader regardless if they go to your church or not, regardless if they believe in your Jesus or not, regardless if they take a position that is totally opposite to you in regards to things that you hold biblically very dear God has still, still told us to go serve that person and to be a light in their life and possibly in some way God can use that in the bigger picture to change a nation. Yep. Our nation needs to be changed mm-hmm. back to or maybe not even back to mm-hmm. but towards what he created us to be. Mm-hmm. And we haven't got there yet, mm-hmm. but maybe we can. Maybe 2021 can be a new year, mm-hmm. truly a new year mm-hmm. for us. As we're here on the front lines, and thank you for standing with us as we reach out to those who really have no hope uh, at this point in time in their lives, to give them hope, to feed their bodies, to shelter them when they're homeless, to comfort them, to help them to understand that somebody loves them with an insane love. Um, Thank you for standing with us, and thank you for helping us to be a part of this community our community, our mission. If you're interested in learning more about the Topeka Rescue Mission, you can go to trmonline.org, trmonline.org. If you'd like to help uh, us with financially, you can uh, text TRMGIVE to 77977, TRMGIVE to 77977. Today is Freedom Day. Uh, Watch our video if you can. And remember to do three things, to pray, to give, and to reach.